Hit them like comic books, kaboom, pow, pow. About to activate the car, one the twins. And during the dark night is when my phone begins. Holy understatements, Batman. Holy anagrams, what's the answer? Ladies and gentlemen, I now welcome you to the short box. Yeah, extra, extra, read all about it, about to hit you with a fresh new fix. That up an echelon, comics with a hot, fresh twist. Now come and get you some, Stanley Vision when I'm whipping my opinion on this past, son. Mixing a little hip-hop, eating these beats up so I can keep my form tip-top. Deli is X for so watch your stuff with you, you drizzle. Moment of silence for the others, this be a spot. So welcome to your local comic chill spot And if you're feeling for music, we keep them heat rocks So listen up, we got to elevate your mind Welcome to the short box, the pleasure's all mine <laughs> Not to like read, but like to just have like mm. collector wise, man. They they do a good job with their shit, man. Like I got a whole shelf full of them books. I gotta read this book. This is the next one I wanna read. Yo. Did you get a lot out of it? Yeah, this book's dope. And on top of that, we um You met the the writer's best friend? Oh one of her yeah. Did he tell you about that? Yeah, shit? He yeah. Said, he's like, We just met the writer of the book that's like And it's one of the things where it's like I love Barter to Death, but every time he's like texting me, it's like one-upping me. Like, he's just like, yo, we just met this guy. I'm like, all right, cool. Should have come hung out, man. It's just like. Yeah, it was like extremely random. When we How'd met you... them people last night, because I went back in to go grab a drink. He came back. Oh, yeah, she, was yeah, like, yeah, yo, was... she was like, yo, she knows this dude. Da, 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 da. She How'd, you... How'd you get into that conversation? Okay, cool. Uh, she just pegged me, man. She was like, because uh, um, Will was like, hey, this is my buddy Botter. He does a comic book short or podcast and then uh she was like oh that's cool um he looks like a marvel fan i was like why is that she was like i don't know you just seem like it speaking of which and then she was like my best friend uh that's fine she was like my best friend wrote that untold marvel comics book and i was like what this is kind of like heaven sent serendipitous so i don't know so i was she cute no, I think she's an older lesbian. Matter of fact, my mom's positive her and that other girl or girlfriend. Like li- lipstick lesbian? or She didn't have yeah. lipstick. She didn't have lipstick. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like not like bull dyke lesbians. Do you know what a lipstick lesbian is, Barney? Like a pretty lesbian. There pretty you go. lesbian, yeah. Okay. She was an average. I mean, she was she would be an average lesbian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> average lesbian. <laughs> That's a good way. Good way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the short box episode nine. Wait, uh, yeah, we're nine. Yeah, we're nine. All right, technically cool, cool. not. It's close to nine. All right, whatever. We're episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening for the first time, this is a local Jacksonville podcast about comic books, music, and everything jokes in between, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm your host, Botter. We've got our three. Amazing, uh, you know, I'm just gonna let them introduce themselves. Yo, this is Walt. This is Drew. And we've got a special guest by the name of, uh, what is my name again? What is my name? <laughs> my name is my name. Dustin Harewood, aka probably the best teacher you you can take up at FSCJ uh-huh. campus. Thank you for that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Dustin Harewood is the 
Would it be okay to say like art director? Would you be the art director or just? Um, I guess like an unofficial chair of that department now. I guess at Kent Campus, FSCJ. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Duval. Dustin, how about um, you go ahead and give us a, a little backstory. Like, where where are you from? How did you get to Jacks? And mm. how did you get to the position you're in now? Okay. Well, let me see. The, the crazy story is first I was born and grew up in New York in East New York, in in Brooklyn. And after that, went to high school in Barbados in the West Indies, where I think I did most of my comic book reading. And then after that, college in North Carolina, NCCU, and then UNC in Greensboro. And uh, met some kids from Jack's Beach yeah. when I was at UNCG. And um, they were a year ahead of me. And so when I graduated, they were like, come on down and, you know, you can get a job teaching down here, you know, part-time. I was like, sure. And I've been here now since, like, 04, which is crazy because it's going to almost be 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I still feel – it still only feels like, like, five or six. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting the same way right now. I've been yeah. here since 05. And it's like All the years run together. It's like yeah. 2000. Oh so gosh, so you started as a, as a part-time art uh, adjunct, professor? Adjunct. You know, like, a lot of okay. professors are adjunct, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so – I started out that way, but luckily I was in a position where, you know, um, a full-time thing opened up well, after I was there for about a year or so, so, and they liked me, so, you know, yeah, I managed to get in there full-time, so. Cool, cool. Yeah. And, um, okay, you can use that. Right. And the reason we got you on the show, especially, is because you've got an art show Coming up at Cork, and uh, what's the date on that? It's uh, March 1st, right? Friday, March 1st, right? Friday, March 1st. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Six to, n- six to whenever. Well, we said six to nine, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the free alcohol, they can uh, actually <laughs> go on even longer. You never know. That's right. how it works, right? Right. And, uh, I mean, what's the, what's the show about? Because I know it's not just you. It's you and two other, uh, you know, two other artists, right? Right, right. Um, Overstreet Ducasse is a guy, a local artist, puts in a lot of work around here. And um, I've known him for a while. He's an artist about town. I think he took my drawing to class once just to kind of, you know, get back on his drawing thing. Yeah. But he um, he asked me to do the show with him and another young lady named Princess Rashid. So I don't – I'm not as familiar with Princess, but I know Overstreet and his stuff. He's really good. He's really good. So yeah, we're going to team up and do this thing on Friday. Uh, what's the name of the 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 show going uh, the, on? The All Americans. Okay. What it's called. So what's the what exactly? I haven't seen any like preview shots or whatever. I know, right? No, it's super <laughs> like I think you have to watch the throne uh, PR stuff going on, right? <laughs> Everything's under wraps. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Is there anything you can give us? I mean, because we're trying to get the show out a, a week before the actual art show, so a week before, you know, it's this Friday. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. We're so trying to we're trying to make stuff happen. Oh, okay, we're trying to get this, <laughs> this episode on air by yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. The episode was on yesterday already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh. okay. Well, well, my stuff, my stuff is going to more be a critique on, um, well, as far as this new information age that we're in. Yeah, you know. Like, I have a painting called Browsing, and then there's one, like, Browsing 2 and Browsing 3, with just these these things with these wild, crazy eyes and, like, all these abstractions with, you know, all this visual information, you know. Yeah. Where we are right now, it's, you got to see this. You got to see it to, to <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
you gotta you, you have to see it you gotta see cool. it yeah with this being a comic book podcast yes i mean you i remember you telling me that you had interned for marvel comics right after is this after you got out of art uh, school yeah and um and my god Yo, this is Botter. Sorry for interrupting this episode, but I'll keep it brief. I wanted to let you know about a massive sale we have going on over at the Shortbox store on all of our merchandise and apparel. That's theshortboxstore.bigcartel.com. You can now save 20% off your entire order using the discount code YO, Y-O-O. So if you've been waiting for the right time to finally buy that gauntlet snapback, or if you ever wanted to buy any of the shirts you see me wear on the podcast, well, now's your chance to get them for a steal. We still have a few sizes left of everything, but they won't last long and once they're gone they are gone and then i mentioned that all of our apparel is screen printed on high quality material none of that heat transfer or direct-to-garment stuff our shirts are some of the most comfortable ones you'll ever wear and the hats look even better in person so wear your support for the short box nation proudly knowing that you're going to look damn good doing it get to the shortboxstore.bigcartel.com as soon as you can and don't forget to use that discount code YO, Y-O-O, to save 20% off your entire order. All of this information can be found in this episode's show notes if you want to get there faster. Thanks for not pressing fast forward. Now back to the show. It was in 2000, which now I'm realizing was 13 years, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the time fly you know what i mean so 2000 i was a summer intern at marvel so yeah, yeah that was great i was a summer intern in the x-men office and at that time the editors were pete franco was the assistant editor and mark powers was the editor-in-chief so that was a cool experience just to kind of be in the office and watch them put comic books together from scratch yeah that was yeah that was great i was disappointed though because I was an artist, but there were no artists there. So every morning I was just getting FedEx boxes of pencil work, giving it to them, I photocopy it, and then we mail it to the inker. The inker would send it back, show it to them, photocopy it, send it to the colorist. And it was like, that's how it was. So, so there's no artists or inkers on deck? Uh, no, no, there weren't. There was one guy who was kind of, uh, who would correct images like, there was this one artist who, and I, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting these names now. I wasn't as familiar with this. It was 13 years ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, there was no. There was a guy who was drawing X-Men at the time. I think it was Uncanny, an Asian guy. And I, I, I wasn't as familiar with him. But oh. they were sending in his stuff, and they were like, he keeps drawing Rogue's breasts too big. And there was like a correction guy who would go and then take a piece of tape and put it over Rogue's breast. <laughs> so they were doing surgery, breast protection surgery, breast protection surgery. Exactly. You know what I mean? And But this guy, he wasn't, you know, any big name guy. He was just like literally he'd be there. And when they'd look at it, I remember the editor, he's like, my God, man, look how big he my is. My God. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right, the guy would put tape on it and do a reduction. I mean, it was just that sort of stuff that I saw. Did you, did you ever, like, try to do, like, an Ocean's Eleven type thing where, like, when these FedEx come in, you just put your artwork inside the FedEx and switch it out as your stuff? smart enough to do that at the time. <laughs> Looking back, I should have done <laughs> some. <laughs> what was that? Like, uh, who, 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 who <laughs> some of the? At least one page, right? Yeah, they got just sneak it in there. They would have. So if it was around two thousand, so quick. <laughs> what were some of the uh, artist pencils that you were getting in? Oh gosh, well, see, this was 
Big-breasted <laughs> rogue, don't you listen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at that time, I think the one person I was excited about was Will Sportasio. I think they were trying to get him to do some stuff. And I remember them complaining. You are, you know Will Sportasio? Yeah, it doesn't right? take yeah. too long. Yeah, he's slow. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a slow yeah. Which, That's which one did he do for, um, he did, for he, Image? He did, um, what was his He did book? Wetworks. Yes. Wetworks was supposed to be his book, and it Wetworks didn't come out for stuff. like almost 10 years after right. the fact. Right, He was really good, but yeah. really slow. So yeah. they, I saw some, I put my hands on some of his stuff. Yeah. The most exciting thing I did was... He did my favorite run at X-Men when they were in Australia. Uh, he did a lot. He did, lot. He did that whole... He had a run on Uncanny for a while. Yeah. yeah. So I think I got to see some of his pencil work. And yeah. One of the cool things was they had the Rolodex in the X-Men office, and then I was, like, flipping through it. So I was seeing, like, Jim Lee's, you know, number and address, and I was seeing... Um, I think they, I, I was looking. I, did I find Todd McFarlane's? I was looking for. I know Ron Lim. You know, they had Kubert's. They had all these guys. Yeah. So I was, like, looking through because when the finished comic book would finally come, my other job was to take at least about five to seven copies and, and then FedEx them to the artists, like the finished books. Yeah. We'd just send them free stuff. Yeah. Um, the only person I worked with in there who was famous was Chris Claremont, and he's all, he had an office in there. Did he have an ascot? No. <laughs> no he <didn't. laughs> Is he a rude dude? It seems like he would wear an ascot. He does. He, he does. is wearing an ascot. He wears an ascot? Yeah. Andrew told you. Yeah, when we met him, he had an ascot. Right, yeah, yeah, oh, you guys met that. Chris Claremont? They were yeah. too bad, but he had an ascot. He's always oh, a dick, man. To be honest. Well, right. He had his office in there. And so I would see him all the time because he would always come and poke his head in and, like, say stuff. And, yeah, he was known not to be, to, to have a big, big sense of self. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, exactly. He's one of those like, what does it all mean, and all this, that, and the other. And right, right, right. So he was, but his, yeah, his, his ego was was. Huge. Walt's about to read from the good book of Marvel. Well, I, well, I'm trying to figure out who this artist was drawing these titties too big. I want to know. Who oh, I know. Well, that was back in 2000. Now, it was an Asian guy, and I was like trying to f f remember his name, and it's embarrassing right now because I've been out of it for so long. That all the names are getting fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, it's some Lee, some Lee Ang. <laughs> so who did you want to meet? Like, who did you, I know you. Oh, well, the Kings were, I mean, I think I bought my first official comic in like 88. Like, I bought it myself, and it was McFarlane, Amazing Spider-Man. But I came up in that era, just like, you know, there's a golden age of hip-hop. Yeah. I felt like there was this golden age of with, comic book artists with Jim right. pretty much the people who started well, image. Let's here you go. Because it was McFarlane was doing Spider Man. Eric Larson was doing Spider uh, Amazing Spider Man. Amazing, right? But then you had Rob Liefeld was doing New Mutants going into X Factor. You had Jim Lee who was doing all the X Men stuff. You had uh What's my boy who I, I, I love? Dale Keown was doing the Hulk, Hulk and yeah. was killing it. Ron Lim was doing Silver Surfer, and he had done um, Infinity Gauntlet. And it was, I mean, these guys. And then Ron Lim was doing Captain America. You guys familiar with Ron Lim? Yeah, yeah, Ron yeah. Lim, yeah. He oh does all the, the Thanos stuff. That's yes. who you, I mean, I most associate him with. Oh, okay. Yes. That man was, I mean, he, to me, was like the workhorse. Like, he would pump out pages. He was like, like the George Perez? Yeah, like for, you so, know what I mean. Yeah, like okay. He was just he would work, and they'd have him doing like three or four comics, and he was just pushing everything out on time. But great stuff. So that was my time, and um, so I was looking for those guys. But by that time, they were image guys. Yeah, and I remember was this. Um, I think they tried to do when the image guys came back and do the reborn. That heroes reborn, yeah. And it didn't work out. Yeah, so I yeah. Because Jim Lee had to do all the work because Liefeld is. <laughs> 
He pulled that Rob Liefeld shit. Well, <laughs> let me say this. When I was at Marvel, if you brought up Rob Liefeld's name, I was... <laughs> yeah. Like a swear jar? Like a swear jar? No, guys' eyes would immediately roll, and they would be like, oh, my God. He like can't they, draw heads. <laughs> is that how they distinguish like the new guys that came to the office? That, oh, what, what what do you mean? What do you mean? You know, I I imagine like all the new guys wanted to meet Rob Liefeld and all the real workers are just like, oh up, yeah, yeah. like Rob Liefeld's a new curse word. Like if I go to an art show, I'm like, man, you draw like Rob <laughs> Liefeld. Fuck oh, no. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put five dollars in the Liefeld jar. Come on, guys. Like what you say? <laughs> Say Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Never used my name with his. You know kid. what I mean? But who they loved, though, was Eric Larson. Like, when I brought his name up, yeah. they were like, oh, I love him. Like, they were like, he was genuine, like, big fan, always worked hard. You know, Savage Dragon was the only thing that came out on time. Yeah. And he's still, he's still that's his name. So, baby. right. So he was like, you know, th- I think they just, what I've learned over these years is just like people you trust. Because art is a funny thing because, you know, you have brilliant artists, but to get them to meet deadlines, it was so interesting, you know, when Image first started and you saw what happened when the artists became the boss, their own bosses. And it was like they didn't have to answer to the machine. Mm-hmm. And then, like, none of them. <laughs> they couldn't make <laughs> could anything make the deadline, on time. Yeah. Right? So it was something to be said just before they all left Marvel. But they were all, you know, working on time. And then Bob Harris was still the editor-in-chief. So it was cool to see Bob Harris because yeah. I always knew his name. You know, it was cool to see Chris – well, Chris Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he got mad at me one day because I – You didn't kneel him. and ask for his forgiveness? <laughs> I didn't That's give him why. his free comics. So I remember he walked in with some – tried to do some British accent like, Young Dreadlocketh, you you forgot <laughs> my <laughs> – Young, young man with dreadlocks, you've forgotten to give me my, and, you know. Let like, me just uh, look at it. What, what would you do if he looked at you and he called you Bishop? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think Bishop was based on her? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, that was before. Oh, I got man. There. That was I, Wish I was Potashio. He Wish Potashio, I think, yeah, was the first yeah. person who drew Bishop, man, if, I, yeah. if I'm but, not mistaken. But the biggest, the biggest disappointment was the fact that the artists were not there. Yeah. When I got there... Toy Biz had just bought Marvel out, oh. and they were already going through their financial trouble. Oh, they were yeah, going yeah. through their bankruptcies and restructuring. So if there were, like, four floors in Marvel, I remember, like, two of the floors were, like, accountants and lawyers and Jeez. these sorts of folks. And the bullpen was very small, and that was the only place where there was anything creative going on at that time. Hmm. And then there was just a row of offices where it was, like, this is the Avengers office. This is the Hulk office. This is the Spider-Man office. This is, you know, and yeah. the editors who were in there who were who – were, Basically, the guys on the phone, yeah, getting getting all, all that shit people. together. Yeah. So I mean, you can only imagine now. Like, there probably isn't any type of I artist want, or writer interaction. I don't I think. I don't think so. Just no. based off, um, when you just read their Twitter feeds and all that, all them people feel like they're at their home. They're yeah. at their cribs. Yeah. Because yeah. I know. Um, yeah. I've listened to yeah. the Scott Snyder interview, and he was talking about how. Um, Greg Capullo sends his stuff. Like they, they a lot of writers and artists, you always hear them use the word "I just got this and that" or "I just sent him page. this yeah. and that." Exactly, exactly. Did, That's what it is. That's what it is. The FedEx boxes every morning. Like that was my thing. Collecting was Quesada there? Was Quesada? Quesada would have been there. He was. Yeah. He was actually. Whoa, 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 wait. 
Is he the one that took over as editor? Who took yeah, over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that took over as editor. He had an office in there. Okay. okay. But to be real, I never liked his artwork. So when I was like, oh, man. Like, he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving this guy the keys of the I, kingdom? No, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I was disappointed because of all the artists that I wanted to meet that I was familiar with. I knew his name, yeah. and I saw him, but I was honestly like, I had no interest in actually I've, talking to him. I've always been hit or miss. You're not alone. I'm yeah, kind of hit or miss. Hit or miss. He does good, um, like, covers. covers. He does good variant covers. He does covers. Really good But I think yeah. on a co- trying to draw a consistent comic book, he kind of, um, I don't know. I don't think his art he is good for that. He's a little lazy with it. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know what he's been doing in the past 10 years. Maybe he's Running real Marvel. nice. Running Marvel. Well, and then he just, man, yeah. So I used to see him, but he wasn't that. Okay, let me explain. This was New York, right? So a lot of them, like my bosses, like the editors and stuff, they were, it was like they were all characters from Seinfeld almost. Like that's how they looked. That's how they acted. But they weren't funny. They were just you know, most of them were just sarcastic. <laughs> they were just Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I am on record with not officially saying anything about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was Drew Torch. Those people aren't there, though, man, just because the way shit move around. Mm-hmm. Because but, Sada, I, didn't he just recently step down? Because well, Disney mm-hmm. took over, Mickey Mouse just took. No, <laughs> took he still wow. works. He still works with him in a capacity, but I don't think he's. Yeah. A, I don't. No, think no he's not the editor. editor. It's somebody else now. Someone's a new. Ed- if you look at the back of the comic books, they'll tell you which ones they are and stuff. But Quesada, he was the one that did all the the movie stuff. Oh, okay. Like, well, I guess he was the one that, that X-Men was coming out when I was there. And the Spider-Man was the first X-Men. And then they were filming Spider-Man. And I told Bada the story. My best story from that internship was Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst coming into the office and and me totally blanking them because I was – I was busy, and I didn't know who either of them were. And yeah. it was in 2000. Who were they? Except for Kirsten. If someone Kirsten said Dust, I if think she was, was more famous, if than someone McGuire said was. she was the girl from Interview with a Vampire, then I would have been like, "Oh, that's that girl yeah. from the va- Interview yeah, with a Vampire." Yeah. But that was the only, and I, I had no idea who they were. So, and I remember the Spider-Man stuff that they tried to do before was bad. I mean, no, I mean like movies. Yeah. Like there was, you know, like that really cheesy they Captain like America a, movie that came yeah, out in yeah. eighty somebody that and it was like throwing a garbage can lid and it was bad effects and like they tried to do some really bad Spider Man movie before so I had no idea that this was like some hundred later going to be a hundred million dollar movie and these people were there but they were very ordinary just some khakis and some and it was just you know average height you know it was just like I was like oh hi how are you guys doing That's because movie stars don't look like movie stars anymore in I, I guess not yeah no there's no Audrey Hepburns of the world anymore no nah, they. No, none of them. It's very rare when you see them kind of just out that they look like. No one looks like Clark Gable. I see what you mean. I see what you, no, I see what, I see what you mean. Clark yeah. Gable. So, but I guess he would have been the perfect Peter Parker because he was Peter Parker was supposed to be a normal. I've argued for a guy. Right? I've argued over this for the last couple of years about the new Spider-Man. Yeah. When I, they, you know, which I have not seen, which I... I Wait, which one? Wait, this one with um, the dude from I'm The Social sorry. Network. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I, thought, I thought he was talking Andrew about Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I thought he was talking about... Oh. So you haven't you seen the so new Spider-Man? I look so disappointed right now. <laughs> you like, are you serious? Come on, here, let's, let's end this thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you were saying that all of the, your your bosses look like characters from Seinfeld. Well, well they, they were... Okay, let me let me put it this way. Okay. Right. They, they all... It, it just seemed like an, a big episode of Seinfeld mm-hmm. with... You know what Jerry was like. You know what George was like. Elaine. Yeah, yeah. Carter doesn't watch TV. 
how they I've watched that. How they how they dressed, how they acted, how they talked. They were real New York, real you know, just kind of sarcastic. Real Jewish New York. That's what I just said. With my goddamn bagel. Something like that. But yeah. But but so, you know. But like I said, but they weren't funny. They were just you know. Some of them were just a little abrasive. They were they were all right, but they were real short. Very you know. So when I got there. And then I had stopped reading comics at that point. I yeah. was like, I graduated from college. You know, I was I was out of it. And what was funny was all these free comics were everywhere because there were stacks and stacks and stacks of just comic books everywhere. And I was just like, well, 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 if this was about four years ago, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And I told you the only other person that came in was Adam Kubert to talk to them. And then I went in those free comic stacks, and I was just like, find something that he drew. Yeah, and yeah, I, I have him sign it real quick. And I, like, grabbed two things from one of my friends back in Barbados and for me, and yeah. I came in, and I was like, man, hey, uh, can you sign these books for me? <laughs> you know, he was really cool. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, not much more excitement other than that. It was just, like, work. <laughs> uh, yesterday when you know we I mean? were uh, having our little tech difficulties, um, you, yeah. I, I overheard you talking to Drew about the the difference between Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane. I only got like oh, bits and pieces. Oh, oh, Break oh. that down real quick, because <sighs> I know you're a big Jim Lee fan. That's actually how I met you because I had that Jim Lee you comic. Gym, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. This is before. No, I remember I was at the working at the museum. I had oh, my little X Men right, stack right, right, up right. against the wall, and you were like, <laughs> I "Hey, man, yeah, 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 you bought a class in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you're also a big Todd McFarlane fan. And right, shout out to the comer though. Favorite museum in Jacksonville. There we go. Shout out to the comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Lee. I would, if we're talking rap, if we're talking hip hop or something like that, you know, there were always the arguments. It was like, who's better, Biggie or Tupac? But it was like their styles were different. Mm-hmm. And art is so subjective. It's like, how do you really put them head to head? I mean, you can put, you could put all the New York lyricists together and say Biggie was better. But to me, <laughs> Tupac was not a. L- you know, he wasn't with the wordplay thing wasn't his thing at all. No, nah, not at right? all. Yeah. He was almost like, you know how Bob Marley had these messages and this impact. So it's like, how do you compare them head to head? Because they were different. And like Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane, to me, were the two kings, in my opinion. They were. But they were they were different. Like McFarlane, there was more of a fine arts edge to his stuff to me. Yeah. Jim Lee. You know, the thing with comic books, you know, sometimes you see someone's style and you know what their noses always look like. You know what the eyes look like. You know what all the women are going to look like. You know what the musculature is going to be like. You know, so Jim Lee was solid with that. But to me, he wasn't as wild as Todd. Yeah. But I think Todd's wildness is what made him a better artist. Yeah. But then Jim Lee was just solid and could draw things I think that Todd could not. Because I remember, you know, Todd was joking like I put a a tree trunk over a guy's ankle if, or something if I couldn't draw him properly and this, that. He would have jokes like that. And, you know, Jim Lee never had to do anything like that. Jim Lee would draw someone from head to toe, no problem. Like, he he was never disguising weaknesses. Yeah. As good as Todd was, and I love Todd, You could, if you look back at the Spider-Man stuff and the other stuff, you could see where he would hide body parts in the mist or behind tree limbs or in other places that's what Rob Liefeld did too much. <laughs> he did yeah. that to a whole other level. Rob Liefeld is the job rule. 
A lot of pouches. A lot of pouches. <laughs> he has no cred, no street cred. But he had them hits. He had hits. <laughs> he had hits, but no street cred. Now no one likes that dude. Just like Rob Life. Rob Life had some hits, but nobody likes him. I hate Ja Rule, but there are at least 10 good Ja Rule songs. All right, I'm on that. I'm on that thing. I couldn't. I could not stand him. Yeah, mad people. Ja Rule well, was easy. The to only hate. thing yeah. I liked was, can I get a? Oh, his verse. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't like and, his verse on there. Really? And then yeah. when they did the um, when Jake, murder, when they the did murder, the murder, 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 I was like, okay, this song. guy is good. And then right after that, I was like, oh god. Didn't this, there wasn't there an incident with him, and they called him out. Like, who called him out on his bullshit? Wasn't it like Fifty Cent destroyed, aka the career destroyer? He made a whole the Galactus of the rap game. He had Nick say he was the first one who really would make Nick say so how much yeah. I hate the, uh, this person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All them early G Unit tapes, like the ones that made you, the yeah. ones that got them fools paid. But you remember where that started, right? It was the somebody robbed his chain or some no, shit. It was a thing called it was you know that um, you know real with it, guns, drugs, and yeah. murder for life. That that video shoot. Yeah. That he ignored Fifty Cent and he was in Queens doing the whole video shoot. Oh. Hype Williams, my favorite director of all time. I didn't know oh, that. Yes. <laughs> Hype Williams. Hype, what has he done? Hype. Hype. Not uh, every I'll big be, music video you yeah. don't think of. They made when they made that um that uh, retrospective for who was that um remember all those video retrospectives yes. coming out he did like Missy Elliott's can't stand the rain he yeah. did didn't he do big pimpin'? He did Pimpin'. Okay, Pimpin', I know what He's done every big video you can imagine. He basically Busta Rhymes, all of Busta Rhymes, Put Your Hands Where My Eyes. Like with the way that the camera's set up and all that bullshit? The fisheye lenses, the first guy to take the letterbox and make it white and Big Pimpin' or something else like that. I think that was, yeah, that was a Big Pimpin'. And incidentally, I did see him in Barbados because they shot, there was this song called Tempted to Touch from Rupee. It was like one hit that came out. Anyway, I know that song, man. Yeah, I know you talking about. Yeah, touch song, and he came to Barbados to shoot a video, and I, you know, I was there. I was standing there. I was like, and I saw him. I was like, that's like Williams sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like going all over the place here. That's now. It's, it's cool, man. Jim, but the top, <laughs> I went from Todd, Jim Lee, Tupac, and Biggie. And I'm good. over here talking about we'll, Hype Williams. We can get back to the music thing uh, after the break, real quick. But um, yeah. comics and hip hop. Yeah, yeah. comics and hip hop. So, we so you're you're in the right lane. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Integrate. You know, I'm trying to do the thing. So, for a listener that knows rap but has never picked up a comic book and they yeah. see Rob Life, they're like, nah, I hate Ja Rule. So, I'm never going <laughs> <laughs> to so, Now they know. So, that's the best. But you know, yeah. you, you would know about this. These two guys are too young for this. What? what but when when Rob Liefeld came out with and Spike Lee, they'd done the commercial, the that Levi's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Never mind. Levi's 501, and he was there. You know, they did the short thing. Like, that was like, what? It was just before comics, like, blew up. Yeah. He was still real, I think he was still real. drawing X Force. Was he drawing X Force? New Mutants. Yeah. So he was drawing New Mutants, about to turn into X Force. Right. Yeah. And literally about another six months that he was gonna be doing image. Right. Because if you look well, at well, well, uh, Yeah, because it was about a year later. Yeah, but all oh, no no no, you're right. Because most of later. them were done on those runs after like issue four or five. Except for with with X with all those X Men books, yeah. And X-Men, so yeah, X- yeah, I think he did oh, the yeah, first yeah, 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 five yeah, X Forces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Lee, I think he, shit. Yeah, that's what? right, because he, yeah. he he left Uncanny and just started doing X-Men. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved oh, Mark Silvestri. Yeah. Loved, oh, my God. Yeah, that man. was another you know what? cyber oh, that, yeah. yeah, my bad. God. Oh, my God. That Him, original seven that went over there to. um Dale Keown. Yeah. Dale Keown still does. Uh, who did Sam, that? Who else was up? Someone showed me a comic that he did recently. Yeah, he and just, it was he nice, but he looked it was a little lazy now. Those guys, when they got paid, when they left Marvel, 
and they basically went independent. Yeah. And like instead of Marvel absorbing all that money, they basically got what I'm guessing are millions of dollars like when they left Marvel. When they started, yeah. And it was like the peak of everything before everything crashed. You know, the bubble b- before the bubble burst. Yeah. It was like, you know, collectors, everything. Mm-hmm. And I think they went independent, became millionaires, and got lazy and couldn't <laughs> stop yeah. drawing as hard as they were drawing when they were young and hungry. Was so crazy. so yeah. Image, I loved Image for what it was when it came out. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Like, what would they say when Jay-Z took over? It was like the inmates have taken over the asylum when yeah. they took over Def Jam. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, no. Like, they needed the structure. Yeah. In my opinion, they needed the structure. Yeah. Because then I fell off. That's when my comic book thing fell off because it was like all my favorite artists. Wait, so no image. one was watching over them anymore. And it was like... I loved watching them thrive in a format. And then when they had c- total control, to me, it just got wild. Because they just wanted to do what they wanted to do. You remember that death mate? splash covers, like 10 splash covers per, <laughs> per comic book. It's like, you're not going to do like 10 splash covers. It's supposed to be one. Like, this is the climax of the story. You understand yeah. what I mean? When Image started, it was just like page one. You know, splash covers. Page two, splash cover. You know, boom, bomb went off. You know, sexy women. Oh, someone got shot. I mean, it's <laughs> just like, where's the story? Like, who's writing this? Look, you remember that Deathmate um crossover they had with Valiant? Oh, oh yeah. And okay. all of the um okay, all of the Valiant books. It was four books. Were there six total? There was a epilogue, a prologue. And I'm sketchy on that, but um, I and know it vaguely. Yes. Yeah, and it was um, all the Image books. None of them. I'm talking about the Rob Liefeld one was like six months late. Oh my god. It was god. like five or six. What it was, was the late name like of that. This thing? His was, was um what the hell? Oh was my this? god. Wild not Wildcat. Wild, no, no, it's not Wildcat. Wildstorm Wild is Young Blood. Young Blood. Yeah, young, young, young Blood. Yeah, young it was blood. Young Blood, but it's All right, you know your thing, man. I, the, Look at this. All these titles you got a name of these are all books that when oh, my when my dad her. got me into it, I looked at him, I was like, Not Spider Man. Not Spider Man. So I'm I'm familiar with all the titles. It's funny, Spider Man was always my favorite. He was my, and I was a Marvel guy. Yeah. Because Marvel DC to me was like Apple PC back in the day. It's and still, I mean, it DC still is. DC was the PC. Well, but then all of a sudden I'm looking these days and I'm like, what's Jimmy well, doing just, over there? And then, you know, because Batman was so huge in the movies. Yeah. It's like it, now they kind of, you know, but they were always the PC in my, in my opinion. Yeah. And now they both is run by large corporate entities. So. Oh, yeah. Because with Disney buying uh, Marvel and mm, and you know Disney, they're gonna control everything. Whatever. But I think they'd be straight though over there, man. Just, Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot I'm of looking at it right now. A lot of resources to use. They've done a they did a damn good job with Avengers. Like oh, okay. to lay that whole story out. They letting the Marvel people in the Marvel films. They letting they letting them just do their thing. Disney would just be they're basically like mm. the plantation owners. Well, thank God for the movies, at least, because I think comics were going to die. Oh, yeah, big time. Right? Yeah. And then These the movies have movie about thing, big time. Because it's not about con- books as much anymore. Those are like no. novelties now, no, right? It's, it's all about it's all about the, toys. And the merchandise. It's, it's right? about the merchandise. You're not going to be able to sell a new book that comes out now for anything, not even more than what you bought it for. No. Like the, the, uh, right, right, the collection right. aspect, I don't think it's gone down, the but the market for it isn't. The yeah. last one was Walking Dead. That was the last book that came but out that was a... That you could still that probably... That you can make some good yeah, money. Yeah, this man, look, this dude right here hustled one off. <laughs> but it's, I, know, I hustled it twice. You hustled two Walking Dead number one? Well, well yeah. Well, all right. Let me get technical three. I sold one. 
for a thousand, and then what happened was I what? sold. I sold when it got when the hype got huge, yeah. like real, real huge. I sold it for two grand. What? Yeah, it was crazy. I sold it for two grand, and then it got damaged uh, on the way there. Yeah. So the guy sent it back, so I had to give him the money back. But I had insurance on it, so the um, the insurance paid me the two grand, and I got the book back. What? And then I sold it again. <laughs> Are you, uh, for, Are for you like, sure? For like $1,800. I just imagine right now like a van outside with like some eBay cops, uh, yeah. and they're like, got him. You don't want to. Break it. My name is Barter Milligan. Damn it. Be careful what else you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you sold it three times. So I was just like, man, this day I cannot get rid of this book. I don't think I ever had a $1,000 book in my possession. It wouldn't have happened because we came up in an area where they had eight, over, seven, over. eight printings of a book. That's true. That Walking Dead number one has such a limited print But run. you know, I'm wondering now if it's going to go back to since it crashed and people don't collect them as much. I, that's how it used to be. Yeah. So I wonder now if it's like not many people are reading them anymore. Now may be the time yeah. to get stuff. And then maybe later. Oh, <laughs> then, then you okay. Have that again. You understand yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because right. Because like it would just said, be a limit. In the 90s, it was crazy. Too, it was too much it was of it. Too, right. They were flooding the market. You know, and then scarcity all, makes those markets, makes collectibles collectible. It, it was like the whole real estate thing, just like that just happened, you know, a few years ago. That whole comic book thing, they flooded the market and they hyped everything we up. Still and seeing the effects all, of the real estate out here to right, this day. Right. So maybe now, maybe this is the way it should be, where there are just a few people like you guys collecting them, and then these things become a lot of money. Yeah. One thing we twenty years from now. One thing we 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 all know, you can still cop X Men for a quarter. That yeah. Jim Lee Chris Claremont one. Oh, you still don't say that. Don't say that to me, man. Because I put that in plastic, and I knew I was going to be rich. <laughs> Yo, I knew I was going to be rich. Man, I was they like, made oh, so many of them. You know, I got all the image number ones. I was like, I'm going to be rich. Fire <laughs> <laughs> me. Fire me. Millions, <laughs> millions of copies. Oh, it's going to take them. It's going to take people to just start. It's going to take like another probably like forty years for those books to be worth it, man. <laughs> What are you laughing at, man? This guy is laughing really hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we just saw Hannibal Buress, and uh, that your uh, there's a Hannibal Buress joke that reminds you of that, where he's talking about how he was a young cat and he lived in New York, oh. and he had two hundred dollars, and he's like, "I got two hundred dollars in dreams. Let's do this." <laughs> like I felt like that's what it is with the image book. Like I got all the images number one. Oh man, in the plastic still, because you know when it came in the and bag. And we got the first printing like, with them shit, though. I will say this. I would hold on to them because even with them, even hey, you I, think I'm ever getting rid of any of that stuff? You can't get rid of. And then tell the story, the classic story. My mom threw away my Batman number ten. <laughs> 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 it's not gonna happen to me. Like it won't happen. A lot. It won't happen to me. But I do have Wolverine number one. But you know, I have a few things. Bought track down that first. Oh, um, black suit Spider Man. Black suit yeah. Spider Man. Now I just go and collect things just to like have them as like moments from my. You know, but I'm Ooh. out. I'm out of it now. I'm I'm done, <laughs> I, I, you know. I I don't know what's going on anymore. I see this Jim Lee stuff with Batman. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, unless Todd McFarlane starts drawing again, he, he did. Be, he he's been drawing. Is yeah. he drawing that? Oh my, right. He did haunt haunt. He is did he, a haunt with Rock Kirkman, uh, Robert Kirkman. Oh yeah. He did like ten issues of it. That was pretty dope. It's like okay. yeah, basically it's pretty nice inside too. See, right? I, but Mc, he rarely comes. He's more about those toys. That's what he makes he's so killing action figures. Yeah, he makes a killing on that them money. Shit. Okay, here's the thing about drawing comic books: that is the most labor-intensive job as an artist I think you can have, and that's the one thing that a lot of kids don't realize. That I came to realize. I mean, if you want to draw a page, you know how long. Remember when I brought in a couple of yeah. pages, like one page. How many hours? 
and hours and hours going to a page. And you talk about if you have to turn over 15, 18 pages in like two weeks span, and then they then they send you a script for another one, and then another one, and then another one. You're getting paid sixty, seventy five dollars a page. That's what I think happened. Those guys, I think they just got burned out. And then when they got paid, it was like, why am I going to slave? Because that's you slave to draw that much. Stuff. Yeah, there's so much detail in one page. Like that's the thing that people don't realize. You know how many kids come to me like I want to draw comic books, and I'm like, okay, all right, here's the assignment. I want you to draw five pages. You know how many of them would actually get past page number three? <laughs> Guess not a lot, by the way. How many did you get through, Barty? How many did you get through, Barty? I never told him that. <laughs> I well, told him I'll never be a fan. Well, no, 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 but that's the, that's the yeah. one thing that I think, that's something that no one thinks about. Yeah. But I, I know because when I was trying to do it, you know, and I was drawing, I, I brought you those few pages. And, man, those things would kill you. That's hmm. They were, they were dope as fuck. With, though. Oh my god, yeah, they were dope. dope. Yeah. With all those, uh, with all that work artists put in, and you got like douchebags like us that read it. Man, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the worst shit ever. Wait, uh, wait, what was Drew's favorite line? Yo, he got really lazy. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about, about, right about, about Adam Tuber. You're like the last like three images. <laughs> to be honest, I sent Drew uh like this picture of, of, of this panel that Adam Cooper did, and I was like, ooh, he. I think he might have started noting. Well, uh, not thing, enough. My, thing, no, my <laughs> thing is like every. Look, you can tell like you know oh, art, artists are not like gods; they're people. So when right. when they go through things, personal right. things, you can their work reflects that. Adam Kubert and Andy Kubert's dad just died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So you can tell that when his when the father died, it took some wind out. Of took some, yeah, yeah. Because you can tell by their work. Same thing with Jeff Loeb. Yeah, Jeff Loeb is an amazing writer, writer, but then when his son passed away, you can kind of tell his. You uh, can tell his writing creativity. Wasn't in it. No, not at all. Okay, so you know, um, and that would probably make sense because what these issues are. That's probably around the time his pop died. Because his work in um, what is that? Avengers vs X Men was wicked. Yeah, like there yeah. were no like there were no pages off on that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he was killing on but, that. But boy, when you brought in that that Jim Lee, what was it called? On unscript, unwrapped, unwrapped, unwrapped. You know, the first thing I did was I like I looked at the first ten pages, but when I hit page twenty and thirty, I was looking at the quality. Yeah. And my God, that's why Jim Lee is like a master of this thing. Because I just saw like a cathedral that he drew in the background and the detail in it. That's why I'm looking. I'm not looking at the guys because that was the other thing. It was like when kids want to draw the stuff, they want to draw the sexy women. They want to draw the guys with muscles. It's like, but no. How about drawing New York City? Yeah, you always forget about the small details like backgrounds and, and all that. That's what will kill you. And then when I, you know, was coming up, we weren't drawing backgrounds. Yeah. We were just drawing the people fighting. You know, stories were bad. You know, we were just drawing stuff. It was like image. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm not going to say that because one day it's my dream to meet a couple, you know, I, these guys. You're going to be Topic Farley. Like, He's going to remember. Yo, weren't you on that podcast? Like, yeah. You yeah, 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 about <laughs> <laughs> nah, son. Get out of here. But you right. No, it works like Rob Liefeld. That's what he's going to tell you. Right. So then Look, Rob Liefeld pissed all them off. They kicked him out. Plenty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of times. Yeah. Oh, you know, I got to just. But he you was, guys keep talking. He, he, about was, Rob he was. But, you know, I, I appreciated what he did because let's talk about He that. had the idea. You know, the, but the most memorable – here's the thing about art. Like so many people follow famous people. So when you make a style and your style becomes like iconic, 
or remembered and someone looks at your work and they know it right away, mm -hmm. then you're a successful artist mm -hmm. because that's so hard to do. And Rob Liefeld, no one can draw the way he did without being compared to him. So for that, he is a major figure in art history. Yeah, I mean, he's got a name. Comic book art history. He's a giant. Yeah. Yeah, I find all of his stuff in the 50 cent bins. Oh, oh really? Oh. <laughs> but when you he say still, his, when you say his board. name, yeah. I mean, well, we're going to talk about art, though. Art-wise, if you say his name, you know who he is. You, you know, know what he how did. he draw. Yeah. And that's, isn't that the hardest thing to do is art? Because when you, with art, Very because true. if you're talking about rap and all these things, like think of how many people come out all the time. How many people do you remember? Like, so if you're an artist, the whole thing is. Will I be remembered? Right, because if yeah. you go to the comer right now, like you may see, like if you think of a great artist, like a Monet or a Picasso. There are also tons of artists who were kind of semi-famous, but they work in the style of Monet or they uh -huh. work in the style of Picasso. You know what I mean? But there's only one Picasso and there's only one Monet. And then there are like a few thousand guys who are really good who do stuff like them. Uh, do you understand what I'm no, saying? I don't understand exactly so, what you're saying. So to me, if you're talking about art and if you're talking about Rob Liefeld's impact visually, then he has to be one of – I mean – do you want to be the tree or do you want to be the apple that falls from it? He he established something. Yeah. And then if some film draws like it, it's like that looks like Rob Liefeld. Shit, that he means had a whole, he had a whole studio of people who drew almost like him. Man. That means yeah. that you were the man. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like if we're talking about 90s rap. You always think about people that you, you know, you're always calling out Nas. You're talking about Snoop Dogg. You're talking about Dre and all that. Let's talk about some other people. Remember YZ? Hold on, who? <laughs> Exactly. Wait, hip hop just get stumped? Yeah, I, I got stumped. Oh, you don't remember YZ? YZ was with Why who? Dreadlock. He was out when Daz Effects was out. Did he and rap he, like Daz Effects? A little. That'll make me not even. Because I like one. I like the first Daz Effects. I, mean, I guess the second Daz Effects record is okay. Okay, but you remember Rampage. I most definitely remember Rampage. Okay, he was he's not a good. bad example. Uh, but but, but I'm, I'm just trying to think of people that are just you. Okay, just yet let's okay. Cisco, nah, Cisco's not a rapper. Unfortunately, wait wait wait. I think uh, <laughs> remember King Just. Remember remember all those Wu Tang offshoots. Yeah. So like somebody like a King Just. Okay. Will be a prime example of what you're Grave talking diggers. about. Grave Well, Grave Diggers was a little bit different. You remember when Onyx came out? I and do then remember all the ball Onyx. Head like people came. I'm sorry. This is no. no, no I, fine. These young boys. Right I'm here. asking if he knows where that. No, I know. All right. Okay. Every, yeah. Right. Like there are people who you just don't remember. Wait. I'm I'm trying to come up with a real boss. Well, boss. You remember well, boss? Oh, deeper and deeper, fool. <laughs> you know that shit. That's but but see these guys. These I'm these playing guys instrumental right in my head right now. You up on no, boss? Or I, know, no? I know that song. Well, I, well, then I'm getting bad examples here. Well, then. I'm boss trying had to, the one song that was um. Well, her shit was that. I'm trying she to was bring lying. up people because I, I I can't say Fushnikins because some people might remember Fushnikins. People remember because of Shaquille O'Neal only. Right. That's if the only reason. And they right. were. If, if he was the, the Lords of Underground, they would remember that one song. But what I'm, this is my point. They were it's they because you remember hit. these giants, yeah. but you usually don't remember the other hundred rappers that sounded like them. Yeah, reminiscing on the memories, lyrically stuck in misery, looking for the answers in places I knew was wrong to be. At, at times it was hard to see the right, cause the right that I was given was opposite to me living right. I smoked most of my days out, trying to keep the pain out, 
suppressing my feelings So I wouldn't take the rage route Looking back, there was days I could've gave out But there's something inside told me just to play it out Lay it out, I laid it on the line Every single time that I rode around I'm giving my body and soul I'm in position for go. The opposition's no resistance when I'm spitting these flows Man, I'm just finding my way Yeah Myself sheltered up to the tent power Watching niggas demise on decisions they thought would give them power I ain't a coward, I just play my cards right Watching dummy mistakes help me plan for a better life Out of sight and out of time was the theme of times Tons of lies that get me by, I really can't deny What was I doing, man, I can't confess Willing to put it all in to try and come up fast The man who doesn't know failure, he doesn't know success Cause if he never felt that, he doesn't know he's blessed So when I'm giving good things I never do them damage I never take them for granted Cause now I understand it I think I found my way Yeah I like that one Someone from Marvel because Marvel is, is they tend to the main Marvel books, a lot of them tend to stick to continuity. Are you ready to go? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm recording. I, you okay, know, I always yeah. do this little thing, but um, do you need to do your re or you're good? Yeah, I don't know. Don't there's so many Marvel books stick to continuity, but I out, mean, of Chris, out of Chris Claremont's run, which one would you give him? Like Death of the Phoenix, you give him the Phoenix story, you give him um, Days of Future Past. You give him the fall of the um. You're kind of right about it. Kind of a continuity thing. They, you say so you continuity, so but I think uh, Dark. I think Phoenix Saga. You could probably give it to them, and it won't. It uh, won't throw them off. The other one is the Morlock one. The mutant massacre. The yeah, mutant massacre. Yeah. You give them, and then after mutant massacre, you give them the Mirror Island Saga. That's a little bit farther. That's Jim Lee. Saga. What's that one? No. Extinction or extinction, extinction agenda. agenda? But that's after that one is really overlooked. It's, okay, which one? Hold on. Extinction Agenda is what's in. Oh, that's after. Oh, House of M, too. Like I say, all that so all that Marvel stuff, man, that stuff has um, effects on the story that you read every month. And those DC mm-hmm. books that we're talking about, a lot of them don't have. Yeah, like, they're kind of standalone events. Because I'm like, like Superman Red Sun is ridiculous. Oh, that's I still awesome need book. to read that. I need to bust that out. So open. there's stuff like that with DC. But let me um, jump on my book real quick. It's Happy Number Four. Well, God, yeah, yeah. That's the book that um, I'm going to champion this week. I guess that's a good word for it. For you listeners out there, we just got back from break. We're going to go around the table, talk about what books we're reading. And uh, our guest, Dustin Harewood, a.k.a. Our, our professional for this episode, is going to give us a breakdown of what he thinks, his own critique. So, well, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Happy number four, the end of the um, storyline with the um, happy blue horse who comes and helps out our homeboy, the hitman, to find his missing daughter. And it's just real good. Grant Morrison did it. Derek Robeson did the art. Robeson did the did the art for the boys. Grant Morrison has done like so many epic Batman stories, Superman stories, new X Men, the new X Men. So it's a pleasant read. I recommend it. What do you think of the art on there? This is some some good stuff. 
It's some good stuff. It's really dark, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, this he, whole thing. It's a really dark Christmas. It is. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like. <laughs> what the, tex- the textures are fantastic. I don't know if I'm supposed to. If it's the if it's the pencil or the anchor who killed all these textures so well, but. Very detailed, very nice. I feel like what's his name, Derek? What's his name? Derek Roberson. I feel like he's a more stylized uh, Steve Dillon. He may be because you know how Steve Dillon has that type of look and stuff yeah. like that. When I see that, I just think it's more stylized. And you know what? Doesn't him and Steve Dillon kind of trade off a lot with Garp Ennis? Yeah, yeah, they do. They, so always, that makes they sense. always do it. Now, my question for the Grant Morrison: Did it have like the Grant Morrison like feel to it, to where nothing? The first couple issues you're like what am i reading and then it wasn't until like the third and fourth that everything wraps up exactly really, really good. that's exactly how happy went okay because so, the third when you you realize that that's his daughter and then the fourth one i won't give up the ending you just got to check that one out cool so yeah. i'm gonna pass it on to drew what are you what's your what's your joint for the week okay well this is uh, i don't know if you guys have been reading this book it's called saga uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you know about it it's a uh, the best kept secret. Uh, I'm just reading saga anymore. Uh, Brian came on and Fiona Staples. I mean, these uh, we haven't took the talk about nine and ten, but these books have not ceased to amaze me. Like every time, it's a it's a page turner. And brother, you have a story about somebody with saga. Like, how did they explain it to you? With uh, the color, like how they use every color. Oh, okay, color. okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was at the shop and I was waiting to, in line to go buy my books. And the dude, there was a dude that you know he was excited about Saga. It's actually I think the only reason he came in the shop, which I think is the reason for a lot of people who collect it. When Saga comes out, you go in the shop you and you buy it the day way, of. Yeah. And uh, the dude was like, uh, he flipped to the first page and he was like, "Man, these first pages are always like attention grabbers." Mm. So um, he was like, uh, he was like, I don't imagine that reading it in a trade paperback, you get the same effect as a. Uh, you know, when you first open that first issue, that first the page and all that. So that made is that 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 kind of made sense. And um, I never paid attention to this, but he was like, every issue is a different color scheme for the cover. So I mean, issue nine is purple, and you oh, got orange hues on uh, oh, that's you know, smart. number ten. That's smart. And another thing that I've noticed about Saga that just makes it even more dope. There's no there's no commercials on it. No. Man, there it's is no straight, ads. It's straight huh. through. It's straight Damn. through. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I read number nine. Number nine was just dope. <laughs> Ten, I, I, was, I was crying. I was a little crying. I was very upset about the ending. And, I, like, I texted Bart immediately. I was like, they better not kill this cat. When I, when I, when I saw Red Issue 10, I was like, man, I really hope. Like, it was like one of those events where I was like, how am I going to tell Drew? Like, how are you going to tell, <laughs> like, your little brother or whatever that, um, that uh, his pet died? I was like, man, I hope Drew <laughs> understands. There's so many dope parts, like some dope parts. My favorite is when he whipped out the the lance, and he's like, "What's that? Your laser sword?" He's oh like, yeah, yeah, it's a lance. And then like, I was like, "Oh my god!" And then that cat, that cat always shows up, and it's just so great. Like yeah, he's just for good little moments. Liar. He's like, I, "Yeah, yeah." The part where he's trying to convince the girl, she's like, "Well, how much money do you need?" He's like, "I'm gonna need two hundred and thirty million dollars because that's all that I need." And the yeah. cat's like, "Liar." Just like, he's, the cat's got some key, some key moments. Yeah, it's some good stuff. Uh, those one-liners. He has, he has a couple good one-liners. Yeah, so what, do, what do you think about the art for Saga? What some good you? stuff. I mean, all the books that you guys seem to be into. I wonder how much does the art play when you guys choose to read something? Which, did, would you read these things as good as the stories are if you thought the art was bad? I didn't like. I'm sorry, Drew got my no, One thing is, me, me and Barter. That's one thing me and him have always argued about. Like he. Well, now we've both grown because me, I won't. I will read anything story wise. I want. I don't care much about the art. I just want the story. Oh yeah, that's that's what oh, I care okay. about. Barter is very much about the art 
Okay. And not the story. So me and him have always clashed. That's not my dad. I don't know. Like, my dad instead, like, my dad won't read anything if it's, the art's not good. Even now, like, he doesn't care about the story. Because the art is good in both of those. So, what's your, like, thoughts on Saga and the way they, the art is for that? Because, I mean, with Happy, you said the texture was nice. It took me off guard. I mean, no, the whole look of it just felt different. When I when I when I opened it up, how clean and how minimal some of it is. I mean, there's a lot of detail, but f- at the same time, there's like this minimalism to the whole setup. And then when you're talking about the color changes, there's something else about kind of fine arts, like you know Warhol style with like the same something and switching a color. Yeah. Thing, you know, but this Fiona Staples, yeah, I can see why you like her her stuff. So, but yeah, there's something about it. It just had a different feel from yeah. the other books. Because I didn't like Saga's art. At all, when I really? first read it, I was like, I don't know about this. Why, but then, why is that? I like. I think you said it was really minimalist, and um, a lot of the characters just look gross, you know. But <laughs> uh, you got to re- look at some of the first issue stuff because it was just really gross looking to me. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, like, I started just I tried to pay attention to the story, so I got hooked to the story, and then eventually I was like, man, this art's really different than anything I've ever read, and visually. These things that they create, like these, whether it's a creature, a monster, or just a regular character, they just look cool, you know. Right, right. She does a good job of drawing them too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been reading. Uh, well, thanks to you, I was able to catch up on all new X Men from one through. I even bought issue seven. Shout out to Books a Million. Shout out to, to Books, Books a Million, Million for being like that hidden treasure cove because uh, we, me and Drew was up there and um, he was looking through all the books. I was like, man, do you think they got number seven for all new X Men? And he pulled out like two, three of them, easy. Yeah. So um, I've, I've I managed to read one through seven, and I've got to say that might be the best X title out there, in my opinion. You think so? I, I man, I think I'm looking at it from a like a, a I'm looking at it like this: if my younger self was to come into the future, would he be <laughs> happy or you know pissed about what I became? And that's the that's what is happening on new X Men, you know. Everything's revolving around what's happened to Cyclops and uh, what he's become. And all these uh, younger, you know, kids are looking at their future self. Like Iceman's looking at himself and Beast is looking at himself now. And um, it's cool to, like, look at that retro aspect. Like, man, this is how far the X-Men have came. As a reader, you're like, man, I remember reading uh, when Cyclops was a good dude. You know, a dude of morals and this and that. And he was straight ace and this and that. And I remember when Beast, uh, you know, was more looking like a human, this and that. Yeah. So it's cool as a as a reader to be taken back, you know, and realize how far the X-Men have come. And I enjoy, like, the kind of uh, the witty banter because, um, what is it? Jean Grey was giving a speech in, uh, I think, like, issue five or whatever. She was like, we have to stay here and help our friends and make sure none of them get, uh, you know, hurt or tortured. And then Angel was like, tortured? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like the small jokes that they make. And, you know, as you as a reader, once again, you go back to that <laughs> – that, that Professor X would be yeah, standing yeah. right here. Professor X would be standing right here if we did this and that. And then Cyclops was like, standing. You know, it's like those small jokes. <laughs> so it takes you back as a reader yeah. throughout the history of, you know, the X-Men stories. <laughs> and it makes you appreciate it more. So I, I dig that. And Stuart Amonin, um, the issue you're holding right now, um, uh, Dustin, is not by the regular uh, the artist who did one through six. No. And his art is, is insanely good. Really? The colors pop really well in that uh, well, first issue. But what do you think about issue seven? Who, this is what David Marquez is this yeah, guy's Yeah, David name? Marquez. Is, David know, Marquez. His stuff is solid. But my problem is is that Wolverine from the beginning, like visually, is one of those people that every time I see him, 
I, you know, I want to get excited when I see the character. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a regular dude in here. He <laughs> 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 looks like Toby McGuire and Kristen Dunst. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's a good one. Cyclops is cool, but then when it comes to him, when I I looked at, yeah, you see that right yeah. there? Yeah, it looks normal. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it just looks like a guy with some sideburns. And then, and then when Mystique comes in, I don't know. There's just something there. Those couple characters that I was kind of I liked how, the way he draws Iceman, like young Iceman. Yeah. yeah, this young Iceman is really nice. But then they got to, there was a point there when Mystique came in, and it was like, boom, here's Mystique. She enters into the story, and it was just very. Uh, Pe- pedestrian and so yeah but i don't know i guess it's because i looked at too much sylvestri and jim, jim lee and all yeah guys. spoiled yeah <laughs> even partasio well, don't look at how he drew rogue okay <laughs> so i can well rogue's not look right here now. right isn't this like where mystique first pops up yeah but look i mean it's just so quiet and once again for you readers he's he's opening uh all new extra number seven just you know, you know what I mean? And I, I guess I'm used to when like someone new is introduced to the story, then it's like they kind of have a, a moment. They have their entrance. Yeah, and, and, and she's on the cover. The cover looks good. I, I think, think that's Stuart Ramon. That's, that's, that's a regular artist. Yeah, that's Stuart Ramon on the cover. Okay, okay, yeah, this is nice. And then, but in here, she's just kind of like, why is it so quiet? And then when yeah, so it's solid. But then there's not that extra, you know, something mm, to I make me you. excited about. Well, you know. um, I just realized that Rogue right. Real, right now is not in any book. She's an uncanny ex- Avengers. Sure is. She's going to be in the regular X-Men. Because uh, it was okay. so funny because she just um, – I read the – I didn't read the new Gambit. I, that's one book that I want to pick up. But there's a scene in Gambit where she uh, she calls him and she's with the Avengers and just chilling out and hanging out. Yeah. And she's like, "Why why am I finding out about here? Like you're breaking into all because Gambit has his own story, but that's near here. Yeah. yeah. Well, you uh, the last I think what episode or two episodes you've been talking about this book, Marvel Comics: The Untold Story. Yeah. Um, do you want to say anything else about it? Because I mean, you just finished the book, right? I just finished, finished it. it. It's awesome. There's some bucks on Amazon because I went ahead and yeah. ordered my copy based on you. And what it does, like I was saying, it breaks down like, like how we was earlier we've been talking about like the Rob Life. It would the, the artist Exodus. Basically, yeah. they used to call they call it the X Exodus at Marvel because most four of those artists were on X Men books, and the other two of them was on Spider Man books. Okay, with Larson McFarlane was on Spider Man. Life was X Force. Mm-hmm. Shavestri. Yeah, all these people, all the rest of them was on X-Men books. And okay. I think Incredible Hulk, too. One of them could have been drawing Incredible yeah. Hulk. And this is basically so, one of yeah. those, like, VH1 behind the music. It's behind the music from when the company first started oh. to when they sold it to when San Lee and, yeah. Oh. So when San Lee and um who was it? Oh, Jack Kirby created all those characters. And that was one of the reasons why those guys left. Because... It'll come, it comes up, like, several times in this book about should you get um, money for shit that you create in the comic book sphere. Oh, yes, you're right. I forgot so, about one of the big reasons why. So you have, like, because... Venom. Yeah. You have these people <laughs> who've created all these characters who we love, and most of them don't really get paid. You just had that Superman settlement and all that shit. And they talk about, like, the Spider-Man. San Legis, I feel like, didn't he just settle something again with them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently? Like anytime they use certain some of these I characters, I forgot about that. That was a huge part of the whole yeah. Um, exodus. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah. And they right. break that down in here, and then they talk about when Casada came. That's the Casada part is toward the end, but when he came, he brought in the person who was shaped the whole Marvel U for the last about ten years, Bendis. So he brought in Bendis. He brought in Mark Millar. He brought in Garth Ennis. Those were people that he felt could come in here and shake things up a little bit. Uh, now, reading this book, who do you think got fucked over the most? Kirby. Kirby? It is without a doubt. Hmm. Like, Kirby created... He had a hand in Thor. Fantastic I think Iron Four. Man, Fantastic Four. Pretty much everybody making a movie about Kirby had a hand Listen, in he, it. He was in the Avengers, too, wasn't he? Or no, I got that wrong. Kirby, I think, wrote the, yeah, he did the Avengers. Avengers, too. Jack the King Kirby. Yeah. Kirby got a raw deal. Um, not so much with... Um, Who's the other guy? Ditko. Um, Ditko got a raw. He's Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So Ditko, Spider. He got a. They all got a raw deal, but Kirby got it the worst because he created the most of those characters. Yeah. That they that they're still so using. He's not getting any type of royalties or whatever. I don't know what it? they. They never talk about really. They gave him a bunch of his old art back. Oh wow! That's <laughs> it. Here's the stuff you yeah, did back. Was, well, they gave him a lot because for a while they was being skimpy on his art. Yeah. And they had, um, I don't know, we talking about like five, six thousand pages Jeez. that he had done over the years that were just never used. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. There's he, like can, he can probably just make a living just selling his. Well, he's dead now. He's, dead. Oh, right. he's been dead for well, a while. The, his estate. Yeah, his, his estate. estate that's yeah. what I mean. I'm sorry. If he went yeah. through and signed every single thing, well, that, yeah, before no, those are probably worth more than yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah, just the original art pieces that he has, the characters that he created that never. Really came out. He did, and he got his contract with DC when he went back was pretty decent. When he went back to go do New Gods and when he created Dark Side yeah. and all those people on that planet. And who else did they talk about in there? Um, the they talk about Claremont leaving X Men, which was very. He was on he was on that book longer than Stan Lee was on any book. He was on that book the longest. And was it a big fuss? He was on that book longer than anyone did had anyone in the history left? because him and Jim Lee. They were oh, getting into it. They weren't really getting into it, but Marvel had decided they made a, a point that we're going to follow the artists right now. Uh, and that's we're going to let the artists because Jim Lee, remember he wrote those epi those issues after um, Claremont left. So after three, I think Jim Lee was writing them. And if he wasn't writing them, he had his homeboy writing them. Yeah, yeah, he had a whole bunch of ghostwriters. Exactly. Well, Claremont actually goes through wrote a couple. I was I that was towards it. That was after they had left mm -hmm. after the Exodus when they all hmm. bounced. Then they had to go back to. So, but I recommend this book highly. Cool. So, if you want, if you're into those type of things about those back end stories, like no one's ever heard of, or you know the industry talk, it's That's a good what book. This whole episode seems to be about. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the biz. The biz. Yeah. And and then you got this giant ninety pound DC Golden Age comics Golden, anthology, which is basically the same thing as the Marvel book. But the, this one has obviously is it? the Golden Age of DC Comics. And that's the name of the book. It's yeah. a, um, it's from Tosh and Books. Oh, matter of fact, real quick, the other, the Marvel Comics, the untold story from Sean Howe. Check it out. I recommend it. The other book is a Tosh and Book from Paul Levitz. I think it's his name. Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah Paul, Paul Levitz. Paul Levitz. It came out a couple years ago in a really massive book. But now they decided to break that book down into um Golden Bronze. Uh, so, golden right? Bronze or Modern, etc. And the first part is the creation of... All the DC characters, for the most part. There's actually pictures in that and one. And they have pictures in this one, <laughs> which is my gripe with the other one. But they had pictures in this DC book of the of when the, um, Jerry Siegel and Schuster first created Superman. 
and their first creation of Superman was not the iconic picture of him holding the car. There was a um story. There's a story in there about um the reign of the Superman, where it was like this whole like group of omnipotent beings who were on Earth, and because they were just infatuated with this Superman type of thing. So they go into that. They go into and when Superman blew up, the other guy said we need another character like Superman. So the, they asked Bob Kane to come up with a character. He came up with Batman. And then from Batman spawns, um, yeah, that right there. So from Batman, that spawned, the Flash was the next one. And then after the Flash, you had Green Lantern, Hawkman, Spectre, and then Wonder Woman. These are like some essential books I think every comic book reader should have. Because, yeah. I mean, if... It's stuff like this that I think adds to comic books. Like when you find the, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you, how these people came up with these? Because I mean, you can collect comic books as much as you want, but if you don't know anything about you know the 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 uh, the company or the history, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's the same thing. Like I said, I got That's a dope, man. I read books like this all the time. Um, like the Bret Hart wrestling book is ridiculous. There's a bunch of stuff like that. So. Oh, <laughs> the Bret Hart wrestling book is absurd. I, I promise. Got, that you. dude got fucked over a lot too. Yeah, he got raped over. He got so, raped like um like. Jack Kirby. So it's quarter that we can say short box stamp approved books that are non comic book, Marvel Comics, The Untold Story, and the Golden Age of DC. Yeah, check them out. Dang. Huh. And yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, can I'm, you tell us your because I I, I oh, like hearing your Jay Z story, the, how you met or your first time meeting Jay? I only met Jay Z one time, and it was oh, um. You did. Huh? Yeah. What year was that? This was, was that? 90, this would have been Carnival of 98. I was same time as Carnival. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he was over there? Oh. Same time as Connects. Oh. <laughs> so um, we got there for, I'm, I was going to school out there, and we was in the Carnival Village or whatever. We was just like, I just smoked a joint or whatever. I was with my homeboy from Cincinnati, and he was like, man, that's Jay-Z. Look at all them hoes over there with Jay-Z. I said, oh, shit, that's the homeboy right next to him. And there was two other cats there, and I, I knew them, too. They were a little bit on some other shit. So Jay-Z was just out there chilling. Like, it was nothing. Like, he wasn't he wasn't a Jay-Z who you know now. He wouldn't oh. he wouldn't be out like, he wouldn't oh. be out that exposed, put it like that. Wait, what year? Around this when? was 98. In 98, huh? This would so have wait, been. Wait, so he already would have had music out. He just had that one album. Mm-mm. The other one hadn't come out yet. Volume, the second one. Volume 1. Volume 1, one did come out. Volume 1 came out in 98. When did Volume 1 come out in 98? I feel like Volume 1 came out later on that year. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. I don't okay. think Volume 1 was out so when I had seen it. This was like in out. this was like in May. Okay. This was like in May of um 98. Interesting. Yeah, okay. and I walked up to him, dapped him up, was oh, like, yeah. "Yo, love I feel like Reasonable Doubt was the only thing that was. I was like, dapped him up, yo, the album's dope. He was like, "Yeah, the next one's going to be dope too." <laughs> he kept it moving and like you were seeing chicks like kind of like chasing after Jay-Z because really? I mean St. Thomas I mean yeah. they still black they black folks out there they know the hell Jay-Z is but they weren't going to be out there wilding on him or nothing mm-hmm. so he was That's plus he was out there with like I say, he was out there with doing some business some other business no he was just out there chilling at okay. this point <laughs> okay. okay at this point because he was already rich okay Okay. So he was out there chilling, but the cats he was with was also rich, but they weren't rich from rapping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. 
we did Lupe say shout outs to everyone grinding illegally and legally. Yeah, legally pretty much. Yeah. They please don't, out please there. don't bring up Lupe fiasco. Oh, uh, trust me, this, this short box, we've already discussed we, that. We've uh, discussed Lupe. We've, Lupe's we've lost his endorsement for us. Can we try Lupe? Yes. Remember, he's a white friendly rapper. Get out of here. He wears bands. Okay, that's a cool story. The only reason I, I wanted you to bring up the Jay-Z story, because, I mean, Harewood over here is probably the Brooklyn, biggest Jay-Z fan Brooklyn. ever. Matter yeah. of fact, I think the only reason me and you are, are, are such good friends is because... <laughs> all the arguments and all, all the, the stuff. Jay-Z convos. And, I mean, you said you have went to go see... You know, many times we've missed lunch because he sounds like, where are you? And he's like, yeah, I'm arguing Jay-Z. Yeah, I was like... I tell him I'm like, like when I uh, first started taking your classes, and uh, yeah. I, I brought a blueprint. And I was so surprised you knew. I was like, well, do you listen to Jay-Z? And you were like, man, do you know where I'm from? I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, sir, I yeah, don't. Yeah, because you said he's New York, right? Right. And oh. uh, you were like, I'm from Brooklyn, son. And uh, I didn't say son, though, did I? I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> can I put a little real quick East New York story? Yeah. Like, I got two, and I make them real fast. The first one, my cousin is from East New York. Okay. So we was in some fucking, um, he stayed in some high rise out there. Okay. And, and, a I, lot and of I was the only... I was the only cat in this room who hadn't been shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> the reason why all of them had been shot was they was it's more like a ricochet situation. Like, they'd be out and people be shooting, and they trying to scatter, and, like, a bullet would hit them in the leg. Oh, boy. And that was also the first time I've really seen, like, prostitutes. Oh boy! Yeah, because it was like we was cutting know. through some alley. I don't know about all the all that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we was cutting through this alley. Some Batman and shit. And I just seen like it's just New York. You just trying to get to where you're uh-huh, going. So we uh-huh. cut through this little spot, and I just see the brightest fucking dresses I ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. My cousin was like, "Man, oh, just hookers right. running from a pimp. Don't wait, worry wait, about wait. it." And what's your other East New York story? I hope it's better. But that was, I hope it's that was just the two. I mean, I got more, but yeah, oh, that was gosh. just the, oh god, that all happened like for the span it's of like a, about twenty four hours. Beautiful place. East New York is cool as it fuck. A very nice place for me to grow up. It's a. It's East New York. It's cool <laughs> as fuck, man. <laughs> all I know is that when Goodfellas starts. They, they started the under thing that says like East New York where they had, you know, the boss sitting yeah. there in the backyard and I was like, Okay, yeah. And that's not the Brooklyn where all these artists now, all these young artists are like, I'm going to Brooklyn. Nah. No, it's not it's not the Brooklyn that's right next to Manhattan. East New York is out there. So it's it's a different Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's the real Brooklyn. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know. But no, but Jay Z, yeah man. we we we've talked about all these things. But you see, when I went to college I went to college in like 94, 95, 96, 97, like when I was there. So the, they were all still doing the black college circuit. So Jay-Z came, but he, Lil' Kim was the headliner, and Jay-Z was there, and Luke, I remember seeing all of them. And then when Biggie came, and I saw Biggie, but Biggie, but Craig Mack was the, the headliner because Flavor in Your Air was, was the, the song. hottest song. So yeah. I was just like, oh, this is Biggie Smalls. All right, whatever. You know. You know, and then Lost Boys, I went crazy for when I Lost Boys. Them, yeah. So all these guys were coming through, and so it was great to see all these act, all these people. But th- right, that one Jay Z thing when he came to school, and I told Bader about this, and they plastered all these posters of him everywhere when you walked into the gymnasium, and I was like, "Who's Jay Z?" And like, <laughs> why? Why are all these posters of him? Like, it's like he's a big star or somebody. I you know, I don't even know this guy. Like, yeah. why are all these posters up here? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was, like, po- you know, like posturing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, what's the big deal? Yeah, I remember, like, one song. Like, you know, Ain't No. Ain't you know, no, and I was yeah. like, okay. But it was just like, why are all these posters of him everywhere? So even back then, it seemed like his team was On point. already building him up. 
So he he had a good team of people from early on. But that's the king right there. I, was, the I like right that little Kim was the closer of the show. Oh, yeah. No, no. She was the headliner, right? Yeah. He opened up. It was, yeah, he was just one of the acts before her. Who else was on his bill? You said, it was, was it her and Luke? It was Luke that year. I think Luke was that year. I can't remember if Luke was that year with her. All I know for sure was that he was one of the opening acts. But there are other people like Cut Close. You ever heard of that? Yeah, like, Cut Close. They, opened, what up, name they opened up right when Craig Mack, Flavor in the Air. So, you know, when yeah. Bad Boy, that was like Bad Boy's first The empathy of Bad hit. Boy, yeah. So, Biggie, when Biggie was on stage, it was kind of like, oh, he's good, but we're just waiting for Craig Mack. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so it's funny. These it's funny now. Like when I look back, Craig Mack had one song, but it was you know it was massive. The beginning it was so of, massive. I was trying to make a, yeah. I was trying to make a like a a best of Jay Z mix. Oh, Not like oh I'm trying. I'm trying to exclude like all his like uh, commercial singles, like stuff that you'd have oh. to be kind of a fan. What what do you think? Like two songs or oh so that you think are his? He has his best oh verses. I know it's God. like hard because I had like a list of thirty songs. No, the mixtape oh I made God. is like seventy songs, seventy two tracks, and I didn't what even. About? Huh? That's a triple disc at I, least. Yeah, I and that's, that's not even me going through all of it. I I had to stop. Okay, this is why I had this argument with somebody about Nas again because the Nas article. This that's a it's always I, forever. First things first, I just think Jay Z's impact on the overall culture is just. Is is different from Nas. Yeah. So, but when you're talking about songs, okay. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Sorry. Oh my God. You know something? You know what's funny is that I just happened to come across uh, d- "Dirt Off Your Shoulder," and I was just like, I hadn't listened to that in a long time. And when I listened to it, in the context of him like saying he was going to retire after that long run, you know what? That, and then that Timberland right, yeah. thing when they when they showed him in the studio, yeah, yeah, making that beat, yeah. And then I was just watching it, and then when he just started talking crazy, when he was just saying the thing, like from the what was it from the bricks to billboards, yeah, from the Grams to Grammys, from O's to the, the opposites. opposites. Orphan uh, Annie, <laughs> and then you have to pardon, you know, for selling out the garden in a day. day. You know, and he's like, I'm a hustler. The problem is, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're a customer crony. You know, no, I mean, like, there was something about that, that black album, like, even though allow me to reintroduce myself. Oh, that's that whole insane. With that whole flyer, then a piece of paper bearing yeah. my, my name. name. I've got the hottest chick in the game wearing my, my chain. That's right. right. I was oh. just like, we're gonna end up rapping the whole album. No, 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 no. But when I like really went back and listened to that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that that made my that made my mix because I th- when you listen to that song, yeah. which is the interlude, that's yeah. of, No, no, that's no, uh, about, that's, oh, like, that's called interlude. Oh, public, that's, that's, public, that's, public announcement. That's, yeah. But then there's La La La, which is an overlooked song that. We see be smoking that la la la. Right, Jay-Z, it was the first time I ever heard yeah. a rapper say "laid back in the Maybach," and it was just like, "What's a Maybach?" Yeah, <laughs> I like the video where he was like, "Okay." When you talk, when he <laughs> says, "My man is shoot you in the Beanie Suit," but like, that's yeah. <laughs> right. Where he said, "I'll never go to jail again." No, yeah, Beanie Suit. My man is shoot you. What look like Beanie Suit? <laughs> <laughs> But and, and Kanye West was just like a random throw in his video. Right, he yeah. was just like a th- there's just too many. But I have a problem right. with that because right, if you just right. talk about reasonable doubt, 
then we could talk about the best song. Oh my god! That. Is that the song? Can I try to guess that song? Is that the one where the the three feet and the three yeah, yeah. crackheads? Oh. Is that that but one? See, that's my favorite Jay Z song. Is "Can I Live?" Right. I think. Um, man, and then there's probably tons of other stuff. Up a long well from, from Mars. Oh, oh my uh, god! He said, "Yeah, were those girls from the other projects? What they, the they, fuck? Yeah, they were messed because they, we, they said we talked too much, so they went up to Thompson <laughs> and saw some dudes to trust." trust. But I'm not just This is what you see how he can like just break oh, down. Yeah. You see how he can yeah. recall, look at how happy he is. Yeah. Yeah. This, 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 this is why, like what Drew said, I would be after yo, class. I'd be hours late to my house. Like after class, I'd be like, yo, Drew, I get out of class at eleven o'clock. I wouldn't get there till twelve. Because me and him would just, like, he would just break down to Jay-Z, and I, I wasn't oh going to say And this is when I wasn't in the rap. Like, I was just like, what? What are you talking about? And he just, like, but listen I mean, to this album. I got him yeah. into the black album, though. He, he, the black I album. remember oh. there was a period where that's all he played. So this was my life. at the end when, okay, after yeah. he was re- calling it a day. Well, you, you, okay, no, well, no, no, this was, uh, like, maybe a year ago I gave him that album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. You mentioned yeah. Black album. That yes. that might be his, in my opinion, his second best album. His, his first one, down. Reasonable Doubt, is the first one. I know well, you totally disagree. We're not because oh, yeah. we can go another hour between me and all disagreeing. But look, I feel when I was making this, uh, this when I was making this mix, uh-huh. I found that you know that 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 period of time between Black album and Kingdom Come, where he had like. That I weird moment, that. like I call it his post-retirement, like uh-huh. uh, he's rapping on everybody's yeah, he's rapping on all of these. Like he had verses on, like uh-huh. uh, Young Jeezy's um, "Go Crazy." That verse, that remix. What, yeah. do you, what do you say? I'm not. A, yeah, that whole. I'm not a more business man. I'm a business <laughs> man. <laughs> nah, he was like more than a hustle. I'm a definition <laughs> of it. Yeah, he goes. He uh, killed on that. I mean, uh, there's that song. That there's Dan a, remix for "Um Hell Yeah." He said that period is, I think, is uh-huh. one of my favorite. Yeah, because he didn't. I feel like. That's when he was able to have easy, fun with it. Yeah, he was like whatever. Remember he signed a Mexican dude Aztec <laughs> and then rapped on that song. That was the only one that sitting sideways. Well, he's no, it wasn't sideways. It was the other arm that back then hoes didn't want me. Now. No, it was a Mike Jones. Oh song. yeah, yeah, yeah. They took that beat and put it on and sideways. Yeah. Okay. And well, that I don't remember Aztec. There's so much, man. I don't even know that. Slamming on Bentley doors. I was doing this since '94 yeah. on the world oh. tour. Oh, he kills that. Yeah. But you see, but all the way back to lobster and shrimp with Timberland. Oh, okay. Are you a pimp, nigga? He said, yes, I'm a pimp, he said, nigga. He, he was like, they call me 50 plus. <laughs> the envious, right? Drop top. Wait. Leave them in the dust. I got a lot of crews, but do any of them bust? Right? <laughs> <laughs> he said, they call me Poppy C because this is hot to me. I got it lock and keyed. I got the city under siege. I mean, he was just doing this. Uh, oh, oh, my God. We can't let it. No. I knew, I knew when I started <laughs> this conversation that we, we, we got to start rapping. Um, real, I don't even get to the best line in that song. What? I'm gonna end it. I'm Go gonna ahead. end it there. Right, because when he said, "When I'm in L.A., the six four is ill, but in the ATL it's the Coupe de Ville. But when I'm down in Miami, I'm hopping through in the all black Ninja with the sock over my shoe, and mommies are screaming, Papa shoe, who could stop you?'" And he said, "Not a cat, holler back." And then, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Wait, wait. All right. Uh, drop the mic. Drop the mic. That is the end of this episode. Um, wait. I want to just make sure everyone knows for a fact yeah. that you have Dustin Harewood has his art show along. You know what? Oh, my God. I forgot all the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got uh, me. Give us, give us the details, the time, date, uh, the name of the Port, show. North Gallery. 
603 King Street, not far up from where um, kickbacks and all that stuff is, right up at Court. 603 King Street North Gallery, not the usual gallery. March 1st, Friday, 6 yeah, p.m., right? March 1st, Friday, 6 to 9. The name of the, the whole show is the called? The All-Americans. And you know what? Uh, we got to have you back on because <laughs> this episode is definitely we can't, we there's too much to talk about. Um, but uh, we'll call it. Find us on iTunes and all that. Make sure to be back for our next episode. Peace. All right. All right. Peace.